What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 60 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. And right now I have on the New York USA Girls State Director and Head Coach, Heath McAluso. Uh, right now it's 8 p.m. in Governor, New York. And over in Madrid, Spain, um, Heath's in, uh, he just said it was 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, he's over there for the 2022 Grand Prix. How are things going today, Heath? Great. We had a great practice today. Um, uh, lots of drilling, lots of walking around. Um, girls are getting uh, their training, they're uh, rehydrating, they're refueling, and uh, got one more practice tomorrow, and uh, they compete on Saturday. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, it's going to be a busy few months for you and Sophia. You know, as head coach of Team New York, we kind of just discussed this, like, uh, you know, you got a, you got a Zoom meeting here in 30 minutes with, you know, the, the New York staff because, you know, I know a week from today, I'll be in Fargo, North Dakota as well. So you mentioned that and, you know, what's your schedule for like, obviously you said you compete in a few days or she competes in a few days, but for the next week, what's that looking like? We obviously, we talked a little bit and what's that looking like for you? Yeah. uh, First of all, the the caliber in the room here, I am terrified for other countries because the caliber in our room today was just amazing. Every girl is just, you know, greater than the next, the, the technique, by all these girls, so hard work. And they even stayed like an extra 15 minutes and were drilling on their own. So it was a very impressive group of girls we have here. Um, to answer your question, they'll compete on Saturday. Um, we'll be here Sunday for the, uh, for the boys, um, for the rest of the tournament. Um, and, uh, and then after that is a really cool time. Uh, one of my favorite times is the international camp. So after all the competition's over, you got girls from all over the, the world um, beating the heck out of each other um, in, in a really friendly, in a really friendly way. But uh, this way they have no, they're not worried about wrestling somewhere. They're going to wrestle in the tournament. It's all done, you know? So they, it's just like constant training and going live with all kinds of bodies, all kinds of styles. And then um, I'll leave, uh, I'll fly, I'll fly right back to Newark, meet Nia. My other daughter's coming back from Greece from the beach wrestling. And then we'll fly straight to Fargo. And then uh, two or three days late of our camp, we do our camp out there on the 10th. So I have uh, Coach Matt Nicholas um, going out, taking them out there with uh, Becca Leathers, uh, Julia Salata, uh, Sofia Mirabella, um, Teddy DePasquale, and uh, I think I mentioned them all. Um, so yeah, so we got a lot going on. Yeah, I like the, I know last year, uh, it was my first year going to Fargo and I knew, you know, Zoe went on the um, Rising Stars program, but, you know, you, you guys were out there and you had that little acclimation cl- camp is, you know, is what it is. And I, I kind of like that, you know, you, you go out there early, you get adjusted to it and you, you have some practices out there. And, you know, you just mentioned some pretty darn good coaches as well. So it's really good for the team New York girls to go out there and experience <clears throat> something like that. Um, but, you know, wrestling itself has taken the Minnesink Valley, you know, crew really just all over the country. This, I mean, it's going to continue this, um, this summer you talked about me competing at the beach championships, um, you know, beach wrestling. So she, she just competed in France, right? Yes. First, uh, first big tournament, the USA one was kind of small and, um, but she, she was able to throw some girls on their heads, had a lot of fun and she just in love with it. She just spent the week in the Riviera and today she flew to Greece and she'll wrestle in the Greek tournament. Still getting, a still, I mean, if you look at some of the matches, um, you don't even like we don't even understand the rules yet. I'm not going to claim to know the rules yet, but we're going to study them hard. She's really into this, and uh, it's such a growing sport, such a fun sport too, such a great culture, really laid back. With, but uh, but uh, it's it's up and coming. So we're going to study the rules and, and see what we can get out of it. 
Yeah. Um, we, there's a beach wrestling event up in uh, Plattsburgh, New York, which, uh, you know, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And I know Reese Humphrey wrestled in something a few years ago. Uh, I don't know where it was, but it, yeah, it's, it's something cool. And obviously who, who doesn't like wrestling on a beach? I mean, wrestling and being on a beach is pretty sweet. So yeah, those two things together. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And then, so we talked about those two and then, you know, Mikey Altimer's, I think he's in Mexico right now for the Pan Ams, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Zach Ryder and Zach Ryder competes in the worlds in Italy this summer. And Sophia will be headed to Bulgaria next month you know, less than a month after Fargo. So, you know, obviously that's, you know, wrestling is taking, like I said, the Warriors to some pretty special places this summer. Um, you know, the opportunities this sport gives you is. Yeah, we're just real fortunate for the last 10 years or so between, you know, obviously the menacing program is amazing with Coach Gallagher, Hendershot, and, um, and then the youth program we had with Dan Gallo, um, you know, which, you know, it's led into the um, underground Joe Dennis and uh, Darren Riders, you know, it was all happened in Darren's basement. And then we had the Venom Girls. So we had the good, we had good clubs. You know, a lot of people traveled to be in our clubs. And then we had the Mincing Program. And then of course we had USA Wrestling for the spring. You know, it's just that, that holy trilogy of, um, of hard work and dedication to the sport. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for Zach and Mikey. Yeah. I mean, you just mentioned underground and then venom. I mean, I was thinking that before we got on, like the, the two, you know, powerhouse PB, like youth wrestling clubs that, you know, I can remember, you know, years back when Ryder was, you know, just a little tot, um, you know, those were some pretty special clubs to be in and, and here they are, you know, feeding right into the menacing Valley crew. So that's been fun to watch. And like the dedication, as you mentioned, which, you know, earlier this spring, um, Sophia was announced the 2022 National Wrestling Hall of Fame Trista Saunders High School Excellence Award. You know, I, I saw the interview that she had and, uh, you know, it was, it was a great event down there. What, how special was that to be a part of? Well, I didn't get to go. So uh, um, I forget what I was doing, but uh, pretty busy. My wife went and it was the most amazing time. I mean, I was so jealous. Uh, just some great, great people. I mean, a lot of people I knew when I was younger were there. I wish I would have been there. And, uh, but Sophia had the most amazing time. My wife had, you know, my wife, unfortunately, Nikki, you know, she's behind the scenes a lot of, uh, for the, you know, the women's movement and uh, sanction New York. And she, she got to go and she just had the best time. A lot of times she has to stay home because I'm the coach. So I go and someone's got to stay home and, you know, hold down. You know, we, have, we have four, you know, we have four kids and, you know, so uh, there's a lot, she's, there's a lot she had to do and but she got to go to that and to answer your question, it was amazing. Just a lot of great people. They really treated them right and really honored people. It's, it's so nice to see the girls and the coaches um, be honored um, so well. It was a really great event. Now, when I think of uh, Trista Saunders, you know, she's a pioneer for women's wrestling. And when I think of the New York pioneers, I think, you know, growing up, you know, years ago, I mean, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, you know, Amy Whitbeck, Carlene Slaberski, Chrissy Davis, Jenna Burkett, you know, those names kind of ring a bell, but, you know, wrestling, women's wrestling in New York's grown a lot in the last few years. You know, I think in recent years, the Macalusos, the Lewandowski's, you know, they've helped grow women's wrestling um, to the next level. I feel, you know, whether it's the coaching that, you know, yourself and Dave and uh, Derek have provided or the coverage, you know, he, I know he writes articles a lot and does the rankings, you know, and then, you know, just the opportunities the girls have created for themselves through the sport of wrestling, um, you know, it, it leads to greater things for wrestling, you know, talk about the growth of women's wrestling in New York, you know, just in the past five to six years. 
Yeah, I mean, you really nailed it. Um, there's, you know, we make sure our girls know Amy and, and Trish and all these girls who, who are pioneers. And um, there's some people like who really got this thing going like seven years ago. And I mean, girls wrestling the movement, you know, Gary McDowell from the far west. Um, you mentioned the Levin Duskies in our early Nyway days with, you know, a lot of youth wrestling up west. Uh, Nyway did a lot of youth wrestling, especially upstate, north and far west. So they, did, they really helped grow the program. They're really supportive of girls wrestling. Um, and um, I actually, I was actually the girls director at Nyway early on until my girls hit like 13, 14. And then we started, you know, obviously hitting the freestyle circuit. So then I moved over to USA and uh, to try to see what I can do there and, and do what's best for my girls and the state. Um, on a freestyle level, because I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, there was freestyle, more freestyle around. So uh, now it's starting to come back and, and New York, New York, uh, USA wrestling is, is really, is really, um, really, I really like where it's headed. And uh, everybody got a, such a, a lot of people around the state are working really hard. Um, but uh, yeah, Lewandowski's uh, obviously social media. Um, he, he put a lot of people on the mat. Uh, he put the sport on the map with a lot of his posting and um, got a lot of people to start getting excited about um, women's wrestling. Um, and you, uh, my daughters, if I could just talk about my daughters, there's been a lot of great wrestlers throughout the state. I think what makes my daughters different is they're just like, they're so wacky. <laughs> they're just like, they're very bubbly, cheerful. You know, they're, they're very, uh, they're very um, inviting. Um, they, they go to all events, you know, even if they're not wrestling, sometimes they'll come with events to me just to help work a table, support the sport, um, I, you know, Mia loves the sport. Sophia loves the sport. So um, I think they're just a little more, um, you know, socially out there, um, if I could say that. They're just, you know, they love the sport and they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're just up and everywhere and, and they give back. I think that's the most important thing. You got a lot of people giving back to the sport now. Yeah. How did you introduce them? Or I mean, how did they get introduced to the sport of wrestling? You know, you mentioned they've wrestled and I've, I remember seeing their names for the past, you know, you, we mentioned Nyway, you know, I've seen their names for a while in the, uh, on the internet and stuff like that. So like, how did they get introduced to the sport of wrestling? Well, when I started having kids, um, you know, I was going to have my, you know, I was going to have one boy. And it just never, just never happened. I did want a girl really bad, but then, then I got another girl. Then I got another girl. Then I got another girl. And then I got the message. So uh, what happened was, um, I was helping out with the youth program a little bit, you know, I was going like one or two nights a week. And, and then when my daughters grew up, I didn't even have them wrestle. I never even asked them to wrestle. And um, Sophia came home with a permission slip. She was the youngest at seven. She was the, um, actually my older daughter, she's 23 now, but she wrestled in fourth and fifth grade. I kind of like pushed her into it and see how she liked it. And she liked it for like a year and a half. Um, but then she didn't like it. She became a really good soccer player. Um, so then we just put it to rest. And then a couple years later, Sophia brought home a permission slip for Menacing Valley Youth Wrestling, Coach Dan Gallo. And, uh, and she wanted to do that. And uh, so I'm like, got a little tear in my eye and said, yeah, okay, let's do it. So, um, and then she you know, started doing good. Of course, she was doing jujitsu for two years by then. I have a jujitsu school, so an MMA and jujitsu school. So the girls were kind of used to grappling, but um, that's it. She joined the youth program and Mia, Mia started years later. Me and Sophia did the circuit by ourselves. Uh, me and Sophia, and then and then Mia joined in sixth, the end of sixth grade, you know, and uh, so then Mia was modified in seventh, and then varsity by eighth grade. So, uh, and then they all, you know, then they started into the, the high school program with Gallagher uh, in Minnesink. So, 
I mean, how did the, uh, which is, you know, that's a great steps to lead into, um, you know, as a parent and as a coach, how did your vision for the sport change over the, you know, over the years for girls wrestling, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, when they were that young girls wrestling, I mean, even in the state and then across the country, um, you know, at that age, age group and even high school at the time wasn't the greatest, right? I mean, we still had Fargo and whatnot, but you know, how has the vision changed since then? Um, that's a great question. And I think I just had like a bump, you know, bump my head in the shower one day. And, you know, when I was young, you know, I just wanted to be a section champ. That was my greatest goal. And that's basically all I accomplished. Um, uh, you know, I placed like six in the States and I did wrestle D1, but I, looking back, I'm like, dang, I should have set my goals higher, you know, just higher. So one day to answer your question is that I stopped thinking like, I don't want my girls to be state champions. I don't even want them to be national champions. Like I want them to be Olympic champions, you know? And whether they get there or not, um, it put us on the international level. I started following more international wrestling, started traveling. If you want to win things, you got to be there. You know, sometimes you just got to be there more than the other people. And then by being there, you come home with that sense of entitlement and the girls just start wrestling better. Like I know my daughter, she got this tournament and then she has that international camp, you know, and then we're going to go straight to Fargo, Sophia. And I just feel like she's going to have a better sense, uh, more entitlement. Like, yeah, been there, done that, wrestled high levels. And I think and even that's, and that's a girl just going to Fargo. I mean, we bring girls to go to Fargo who don't place, but when they come back the next year, they place, you know, we, we you know, Jackie Davis is a, a pioneer and I actually, you know, took over for her. And um, she was the one who you know, said that to me. She said, you know, it's really important that you, uh, you, you know, sometimes there's girls who are at this level and if they just, you bring them to a Fargo camp and, and, and they see the, they get under the big lights. The next year, it just pushes them to the next level. And I always took those words wisely. And um, so we did that Rising Star program. Like you said, uh, we were talking about seventh and eighth graders. You know, we got away with that for a couple of years and it was great. And these girls come back and they were hammers by the time they were freshmen. But uh, we're not allowed to do that program anymore as of last year. And just because of the systems of USA, you just, they, they don't follow, they don't fall into a wrestler category or anything. So you can't register them anymore. So, um, yeah, so the, you know, I, I think the state of the union is good. You know, it's on the up and up. Girls are thinking bigger, wrestling bigger. And now the girls are thinking about, oh, I don't just want to wrestle at Fargo. I want to wrestle in other countries. That's why body bar, sorry, not body bar. That's why the world team trials are so tough, you know, tougher than Fargo because girls want to, you know, they want to wrestle and they want to get it paid for. And USA does a really good job of setting it up. Jessica Medina um, and Jamie McNabb and Coach Steiner, they do such a great job with the women's program of, of, of taking the girls around the world. And it's not just the wrestling, it's the cultural experience. So these girls are, are seeing the world through wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I went to Fargo last year. I mean, I've been watching Fargo quite a bit on, you know, usually I just kind of, keep a week reserved in the summertime. And I'm like, I'm not going to do anything this week. I'm going to sit on the couch, watch Fargo. And, you know, the, over the years, like the girls wrestling has gone, you know, pretty special to watch you. Right. I mean, it's, it's growing fun, every year. Right? Yeah, last year was, it was a special year to go last year. I mean, um, that girl from Texas was just dropping people on their heads. Like it was just, it was awesome. Right. So, and to be there this year, um, getting to watch uh, Zoe, I mean, I was just at practice and, we talked a little bit about Fargo the last two practices and um, you know, how special it is, but you know, let's, let's kind of get into the Fargo roster we have coming up, you know, like I said, in a week from today, you guys, well, not you, but the Fargo girls team will be, uh, you know, they're out there in Fargo, North Dakota and uh, ready to scrap uh, 
probably a week full of practice, right? So we have returning All-Americans in 16U national champ, Alessandra Elliott, uh, junior national runner-up, Sophia Macaluso, and others such as Emily Frost, Reagan Rattel, Sophie Pollock, um, Skyler Cringy, um, and then, you know, the list goes on. But, you know, we've seen a lot of new faces in the 16U roster. I know last year's uh, – actually, we talked about Gary McDowell, right? Um, I know Boulevard Richburg. Um, we got Tegan Sybil, right? She uh, – I remember seeing her name from throughout the years on – his teams through Nyway, right? So uh, we got her and Zoe Jewett. And of course I was talking about Zoe Griffith. Um, those are three of the, the ones that I've watched over the last year in high school season um, quite a bit, but you know, I'm excited for this younger group to make a name for themselves. Oh my God. The freshmen in New York are crazy. Zoe Griffith is a monster. Um, same with Maddie, Maddie Westerberg, um, Tegan Sybil, all those three of the girls, I, I expect a lot from them this year. Um, we have uh, Got some up and comers, Ashley Diaz, um, Mia Collins, real tough wrestler, um, Ella Bode, um, Taylor Aiello. I mean, the list goes on. Um, yeah, I mean, Sather Cringy definitely expected big things from her this year. She's just grown so much. Uh, she's capable of big things, you know, just Joe Salini does such a good job at Kirby. And these girls are just so capable of dropping people on their heads if they're not looking right, the right way, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I uh, I remember her moment last year when she – I'm pretty sure it was when she became an All-American. I mean, she was in tears. She, you know, had that moment of Joyce with her coaches. And um, it was – yeah, it was shared, you know, on social media. And I, that was a great moment, right? So that's that's what it's all about, right? Going out to Fargo, making a name for yourself and, uh, you know, having a moment like that. Um, you know, our junior team is loaded as well, though. We've got some nationally ranked girls. We've got Sophia Macaluso, number one at 122. Emily Sedoni, number eight at 127 pounds. Alessandra Elliott, number 21 at 127. Reagan Rattel, number 30 at 132. Skyler Cringy, number 15 at 144. And Sophie Pollock, number 10 at 180. Um, you know, Sedoni, she did not compete last year at Fargo, I don't believe. But, you know, she was an NHSCA uh, champ this year. Again, that's folk style. But she also placed at the USMC U17 Girls Nationals in May. Um, you know, what can we expect out of the juniors roster this year? Well, you know, Emmy, em, Emily Sandoni is like, you know, a dark knight. She's going to, she's going to do big things. I mean, she is right up there. Like, you know, with Sophia, she's just, um, she's had a rough go in some cases, sometimes things didn't work out, but this year, forget about it. She's like on fire. And um, I don't think she's taken any prisoners this year. Um, you mentioned Reagan Rattel. You know, also one of my, my favorite wrestlers to watch because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, you don't know what she's going to do because half the stuff she does doesn't even have names. Um, she's just so deadly. I, I mean, I remember four or five years ago, I like I saw her do this throw. I can't even put a name on it, but she's just super strong, super technical. And uh, um, who else did you mention? Uh, so we have Kelsey Squires, all right? Um, uh, Kelsey Squires, she, she won like two or three matches last year and she just, she lost in the blood round. And um, I mean, she went from zero to 60 in that tournament. It was amazing. So I'm expecting big things from her. Um, Emily uh, where does she out of? Squire uh, Long Island. Uh, okay. She is, she's out of, and she wrestled for Alpha. So um, I forget the high school, but um, she's from the island. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, there's some of these names that obviously didn't ring a bell, but I mean, you know, wrestling has grown 
I mean, we've, we've seen it a little bit this year. You know, I, I think it was Kaksaki Athens. Uh, you know, they had the the big girls event, you know, closer to the end of the year. You know, it's part of that girl re- women's wrestling movement. And then, of course, there was a movement out in uh, Buffalo area, Section 6. How they had the, uh, I don't know, intersectional state championship thing that they had up there. And, you know, <clears throat> there's, uh, you know, girls are making the names for themselves all across the state, which I, I'm, I'm excited for Fargo where, you know, more of these, I think there's going to be a lot more names in the uh, national rankings for, for New York. So um, that's exciting to see. Yeah. And if there's, um, you know, one thing I noticed this year when we, you know, I saw the roster when the, we started building our team is that, um, and, you know, we had the state qualifier is that we're really low in the, you know, the one forties and the one fifties, you know, we have a, we have a zinger in every, every bracket, but we don't have like depth in the forties and fifties and sixties towards the headway. If you look at our roster, like our practice room, we do our camp on July 10th out in NDSU um, in Fargo. So um, we have so many wrestlers between like 115 and 130. Like the practice room is going to have no shortage of uh, partners in that weight. And our light, we got a lot of great lightweights. So, I mean, it's crazy from zero to one to one to 132. There's a lot of people a lot of people on the team that makes up the majority of our team is like that, that midsection there. Uh, yeah. Like what's, you kind of mentioned that, you know, it's July 10th um, and, you know, you guys start training out there in Fargo. What, what's a, you know, average day look at like out there. I mean, I, I'm not getting to Fargo till I think, I think Thursday uh, we leave Wednesday. I'm driving out with Chris Adams, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for the drive. I know flying would probably be so much better, but um, what, what's an average you know, day and, you know, the week looking like for Team New York out there? Well, I do things a little differently. So um, um, I fly everybody out as a t- we go as a pack. So I like um, that. 48 girls, um, the boys kind of got to get there on their own. And then we take care of them with the, with the room and board and stuff like that, and registering and all that. But the girls, um, um, again, Jackie Davis set this up years ago, and I just kept it going. And polished it up a little bit but uh is her brainchild because because driving was a nightmare like girls don't girls don't acclimate it takes like two days to acclimate when they drive a bus for 24 hours so um what we do is we uh we all fly out of newark and we go to minneapolis and then we take a bus from minneapolis for a couple hours to fargo that's on sunday and then we uh sunday night they do some icebreakers and some uh maybe maybe a you know rules monday morning is cardio um, and then we have a morning session and then we have an afternoon session and then we have like an evening walk type of thing or stra- you know, strategy meeting or stuff like that. And then um, it's pretty much the same thing. We have double sessions every day and, and with some cardio involved. And then on, you know, on Friday, and then we do that all week and we, we pace the girls. It's really, you know, we used to be really hard and do a lot of, but then we realized girls were like, you know, getting injured. So um think we found a really good uh, me and my coaching staff we found a really good balance to keep girls healthy hungry and uh, make sure they make it to the tournament you know full of full energy and safe safely the the team bonding that they you know they go through you know that week leading up is I I mean I I think it's pretty great especially with the growth of women's wrestling in in New York right I mean a lot of different schools are starting to have the sport and uh, I think if they have that camaraderie with girls across the state, it's going to be easier for them to build that same camaraderie, you know, with girls in their, their high school that want to wrestle. Right. So, I mean, it's easier when you're, you know, you're one of two or three girls that are on the rest the boys wrestling team, but when you're trying to grow a wrestling team in your school, you know, having that experience of growing that, you know, that team with 
with other girls across the state is is going to help so much i think in the next you know years as more girls wrestling programs start in new york state so i like that yeah me too um you know you know i had i had two tough girls two tough daughters so like of course i wanted them wrestling on the varsity because they're 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 very relevant and they they won most of their matches um but what's happening now is like it's going to happen with the new with the new rules girls are not going to be able to wrestle on their they have to choose basically in the beginning of the season so but to what you said it's really important that um school start teams they think like oh i only have one girl I'm, how am i going to start a team of one girl man we put the word out menacing's going to have you know probably 20 girls next year and that went from just being sophia on the team and then three uh about three or four modified girl wrestlers um and then but once you put like if you build it they will come right if you if you just offer that you will see girls sign up who are like would never wrestle a boy but now that they know they could be on their own team you know and just wrestle girls that's all they have to do is just wrestle girls they could be on a different side of the mat you don't even need a new coach they just three, right? girls on the side that's the rule yeah no i mean i thought the same thing and like people are wishy-washy about that like well there's not enough you know girls that can make this work i'm like yeah no that's absolutely wrong like if if girls know that they're going to be wrestling other girls you know it's going to happen you know i know zoe's probably I mean, we've had several girls wrestle throughout governor i mean you know a lot more so in peewees but zoe is like it's a great leader to have right so she's obviously shown that she can hang in you know with with the girls um or the guys rather but uh you know for the girls in the, the peewee program looking up to her and realizing hey i can i can be on a girl's team Obviously, they can still, you know, practice with the boys or alongside the boys. But we've had, I think, six or seven, I mean, maybe seven to ten peewee wrestlers, whether they're second graders or sixth graders, um, you know, in between, that Zoe's actually ran a few, a few practices. And it's just great for the the girls to, you know, realize that, hey, I can do this with other girls and, and not necessarily be, you know, with the boys all the time because obviously, you know, I'm, you know, they've experienced it when, when they get older, some of the boys get stronger and it's a little bit more difficult, but I think growing wrestling and having, you know, Matt number three at the New York state tournament on that Saturday night would be a pretty special thing to have. Yeah. I remember being a kid and, you know, my brother was six years older than me and wrestled and I thought him and his teammates were like gods. So I just wanted to be like them. You know, I just wanted to, just wanted to battle like them. And you're right about the role models and we're getting more and more every day. And just the list we were going over today, they're just going to come back with some hardware, spread the word. It's great that they come back and give back. I think that's important. You know, the one thing I learned in like, you know, in the whole sports industry is that whole cycle. You know, you're a wrestler, you know, then you become a you know, high school wrestler and a college wrestler. And then you become like a coach, and you, you know, or a parent. And then you give back, you know, you, you want to get as many people as you can to give back to the sport. Yeah, no, I mean, I I love the the cycle that it goes through, and uh, you know, it just just helping grow the sport in any way you can, and and it's great to have. But um, to kind of end this um short little episode, I kind of want to talk about the maybe two or three of your your favorite Fargo moments. Obviously, we've you know, there's been a few titles probably in those moments, but you know, what are a few of your favorite Fargo moments to end this podcast? Um, well, I can think of two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly, uh, one of my favorite Fargo moments was my, um, you know, both my daughters won Fargo once. Uh, we're going to hope for a second one for Sophia this year. But when Sophia, when Mia went out as a first year cadet, you know, when you grow up, you think, 
when I grew up. When I started them young, I'm like, wow, if I only had a, I hope my I hope my girls place in Fargo someday. And that was like, I hope they place like if you place in Fargo, that's like amazing, you know. And then and Mia went out and she threw like 25 headlocks and she placed third. And I remember, you know, I have a we have a photo hanging in our house and it's like a big one. Someone made a poster of it, but it's like her just crying and me and me tearing and it's like taking taking a bronze, coming you know, losing an early match too and wrestling all the way back. And and uh, that was one of my favorite moments. And then I would have to split, you know, them both winning. That's like, that's friggin' amazing. You know, being a Fargo champ, nobody can take that away from you. And, the, the, you know, those those two moments were really, really special to me. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we took second as, you know, you know, we, we ranked second for cadets. You know, we had a lot of stud cadets. That was, I was pretty proud of that moment. I can add another one. So yeah, good moments. And, um, and uh, what else? Yeah. That's it. That's all I can I mean, yeah, let's, every, uh, I hope it's a great moment. I, I hope to see you out there. It's such a good time. Yeah. And uh, meet you in person. I really appreciate you having me here today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure we, uh, we'll have to chalk this back up. And, you know, at the end of the summer, hopefully, you know, there's going to be many more great moments to, uh, to recap. And hopefully we can get into the um, growing women's wrestling in New York State a little bit more. I mean, I know you and Nikki are doing a heck of a job. I'm following it on social media. I'm sharing it. I'm trying to help you guys out as much as you know you guys are helping out girls wrestling in the state so yeah um thanks again for joining episode 60 of more wrestling's podcast uh, i'm sure i'll see you next week thanks for having me all right see ya peace out